Um, all of a sudden, my control key ceased to function. I do not know why. Um, and I'm using the uh, lock talk key in the menu because Alt-L does not work for me. Please let me know if you hear this. You're coming in loud and clear. Um, I propose that we maybe wait two or three more minutes, but not any longer than that. Um, I've got seven on the dot, if our network time is correct. Uh, what do you all think? Is that okay with you if we give it another couple minutes and then we'll get started? We heard you there very nicely. Okay, folks, I've got 702, and uh, I propose that we go ahead and get started, if that's okay with everyone. Um, since I have the mic for the moment, uh, let me introduce myself. I'm Terry Turlaw with the American Printing House for the Blind, and with me is Chris Grabowski from the Sendero Group. And we are here to give our introductory presentation, first in a series of eight, on APH Talking PC Maps. We want this presentation to be useful to anybody who may be listening, um, who either has the maps or are thinking about getting the maps or are just curious. And we also want this to be useful to O&M instructors and uh, teachers of the visually impaired TVIs who may have this product in their supplies but haven't activated and used it yet. Um, it, we may have some orientation mobility specialists and TVIs join us, but if not, we will be archived and, as Bob uh, so generally, generously said, he would share the link uh, with Sendero and APH, uh, so this link will be widely available for anyone to, to listen to. So. If I do a little bit of teacher and O&M jargon in, in the midst of all of, of our uh, demonstrations and discussions here, um, I hope you all will um, be uh, understanding because we do also want to make this um, useful for, for educators. Um, I am, I'll just begin. So what is APH Talking PC Maps? About four or five years ago, the Sidero Group approached APH with the idea of developing a map product that could be used um, a little bit like virtual navigation with a GPS system that, that would be geared towards students and, uh, and O&M instructors and that might help prepare students for using GPS later, that would give some of the location literacy concepts and skills that were, are the building blocks of, of what we need to navigate in the world. And after lengthy discussions and looking at various options, we all um, we put out a, a series of specifications, things we wanted the product to do, and uh, Sendero worked with one of their existing products to add the functionality that, that we were looking for. And so together we came up with APH Talking PC Maps. The Sendero Maps are a wonder, is a wonderful product. In many ways it's very similar to the APH product, um, but the products do have some, some differences that, are, that basically run along the lines of what's needed for school versus what's needed for the adult consumer. Um, APH Talking PC Maps can work without a screen reader it is self-voicing using the APH um, self-voicing environment, speech environment, and so it is not screen reader dependent. It will work with screen readers, including JAWS, Window Eyes, HAL, NVDA, and uh, System Access uh, as well. But if a student just has a computer and does not have a screen reader, they can still use this product. We also uh, did uh, Sendero did for us a method of navigating from one point of interest to the next, not just navigating from one block to the next, but actually being able to move 
between points of interest so that a student actually gets the feeling of virtually walking down a street, walking down a block, and knowing what is in that block. Um, we will be doing eight webinars, this being the introductory one where we want to show people what this product can do and get them interested. We're not going to go into great detail about how things are done, just giving you the sense of, of what this product can do. Um, we um, also, this product is available for educators uh, with, with federal quota funds. This means for rehabilitation centers and schools that have access to these funds, uh, the maps can be purchased in such a way that it does not draw from the rehab centers or schools immediate budgeting money. There's a special pot of federal money that, that the schools or rehab centers can use to buy this product. Um, so what really does it do? I, I like to think of, of the, both Sendero and APH Maps products as doing four functions. One is exploring and navigating. Um, you can set a location and move from block to block, look at the shape of the intersection, the street names that are in the intersection, the actual angles at which the streets interact, and we'll see examples of this uh, intersect. I mean, we'll see examples of this shortly. Um, using points of interest. All of the facilities, uh, buildings, things that populate our world. And truly, there are uh, the, the companies that develop the digital maps send people around to get the lat latitude and longitude of all kinds of places in, in the world. Um, and those places then are uh, become part of the digital map um, array. And they are findable with these maps. Um, being able to set a destination and learn how to navigate to that destination, determining if you're getting closer, which way you have to go, doing that kind of problem solving uh, that is so crucial later on when, when students are out, uh, when students are out actually navigating with canes, guide dogs, uh, low vision aids, but whatever they use in the world to be able to problem solve where they are in relation to where they are going. And acquiring and following routes. Um, there's a lot that I could say about each of these four categories of activities. Um, what, I, what I will say about them is that the skills used in all of these categories of activities prepare students for later use of GPS and make the, that a seamless transition so that by the, when, the, when a student is ready to use a GPS out in the world, all they have to do is learn whatever hardware they're using. They've already got the concepts. Um, exploring and navigating, you learn the terms used to describe street angles, the way streets turn, the way streets run. Uh, you learn meaning of cardinal directions because you get a lot of cardinal directions from the map information. You learn what latitude and longitude means, at least functionally, that every place, every single spot on this earth can be identified by its lat-lon coordinates. Um, and you start really building mental maps without even having to think about it um, and problem solve. Using the points of interest, I think we can't say too much about the importance of the poise because uh, think of the, the incidental learning that every sighted child has from the cradle on. You, they are riding in a car and they're six months old and able, you know, enough to look out the window and start noticing things. And by the time they're two or three, they're going to be pointing to the things and saying, what's that? Um, our kids can't do that. Or if our kids have low vision, they can do it only partially. Um, there is so much that we miss because we don't have incidental learning. And if we don't do something about that, we have students growing up to the point of being in the transition kinds of um, situations where 
They can't think of what they want to be when they grow up because they don't even know what the options are because they haven't had the history of knowing what's in the world. And the points of interest, believe me, tell you what is in the world. Um, our maps provide phone numbers and addresses. Assignments can be given from early years on about locating and researching and finding out about, so it is the Smith Holly Company or what does a construction company do or what does it mean that, that we're looking at um, Myers Print. Um, again, setting a destination and navigating to it. Problem solving at its best. Mental mapping. Practicing what is going to make somebody a good traveler out in the world and acquiring and following routes, learning the difference between a vehicle route and a pedestrian route means learning more about traffic, what it does, where it's allowed to drive, what a one-way street is, and um, the differences between how people and cars travel, learning how to develop routes and become an active traveler as a passenger on a bus or in a car. Um, so um, all of the of the, the four categories that I've mentioned really play into the development of skills that um, build the kind of problem solving that happens with real navigation when you're walking around in the world and also give the kind of location literacy, the knowledge and understanding of what's really in the world to, uh, so that you know how you want to engage the world. Um, I'm going to release the mic and see if, if Chris, if you'd like to add anything before I go into my first uh, a couple of examples so that you all can really hear what this product does. I just wanted to add that the, the POIs um, a student could create their own user POIs, and this means that they can um, they can um, mark points that are familiar to them. Like you could, for example, if if you're you know there's a garbage can, you could put a POI in along the block for the garbage can, and then the person would be notified um, when they're virtually exploring that there is a garbage can or a mailbox or anything that they could put in or think of. So you can create your own area uh, as well as the commercial POIs. You can do it all yourself as well. If you're speaking, Terry, we can't hear you. It, you went to the menu bar and the lock key, but uh, it, didn't, it didn't lock. Thank you. I hope maybe you're hearing me now. Um, I will assume you are. Uh, this, I was saying this was a, would be a good point maybe to mention that Sendero has developed uh, a very, very effective manner for sharing points of interest among users. And um, we'll be talking about the three versions of APH Maps in a bit. But in our latest version, there's a very easy way to share. And, and Chris, you might want to comment a little bit about how all that works as soon as I unlock my mic. Yeah, there are three ways. Um, there's, there are two, two actual ways to, to share POIs. Um, the first way is to, in your, map, in your maps folder, there's a file called user.pdb. And any of the POIs that you want to share, you would email to POIs at senderogroup.com. And then that POI file, once, it's, once we get it, we can put it in our database. And it takes, once we get the file, it literally takes seconds, and the POIs are online for you to download. You would, you would go log into your account at gosendero.com and download the updated uh, uh, POIs, and those would have your your data in it. Um, the, the other way that was, was introduced in the Sendero uh, Maps 2012, which is I'm coming in uh, 2000 and, or the, the next version of APH, 
is the ability to do everything within Sendero Maps. You submit your POIs, it goes, it generates the POIs on the server, downloads everything for you, and it, it, it just works. I was delighted when I looked at a uh, category of points of interest called pedestrian, and I was curious what goes under pedestrian, because that was a new category in, in our new uh, 2012 version of APH Talking PC Maps, and I looked, and it turns out there are many of the user submitted POIs that show garbage cans and guide dog relief areas and all sorts of very useful things. Um, so we've been talking about the maps for a bit. Now, um, technology willing, we're going to actually just listen to some of the things that the maps can, can do. Um, Sorry, bear with me. Okay. Um, the first quick thing I'm going to do is just give you a little tour of where I am right now. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to tell the maps. I don't want Michigan, I want Kentucky. So I just chose the Kentucky map. And I'm going to type in Louisville. And I'm going to type in 1839. I guess you know what that is. I'm going to type in Frankfurt. And I'm going to press enter. And I'm going to tell the maps that I want to use this as my current address. Add current position button, enter. Add my current position. Frankfurt Ave heading south, 222 feet left to Stoll Avenue, 90 feet right to North State Street. Have this has placed me facing Frankfurt Avenue as if I had just come out of the American Printing House, and it told me that State Street was to my right and that, that Stoll Avenue was to my left. Now, Let's say I'm curious as to what other kinds of places are around here. Let's say I'm, I've had a real stressful day and I'd like to find a place to go do something I shouldn't and buy a nice big piece of cake. Okay. Okay. And I'm curious, too. So I, I could have just looked for cake with restaurants, but I didn't. I looked for, just to see what's around. So there's a Glitterbug Boutique. Relaxology Beauty Salon. A beauty salon called Rel Relaxology. Bar Library Government Slash Service. The Bar Library, which actually is the name of our library here in APH. American Printing House Museum, Frankfurt Ave. The museum here is a POI. Now, the American Printing House itself, the whole building isn't, but the museum and the library are. American Printing House Main Walk, bonus, Frank. Okay, the American Printing House Main Walk. Um, my guess would be that that might have one, at one point been a user poi, but I don't know that. The United Crescent Hill Ministry. Go. The United Crescent Hill Ministry. I'm going to go fa through this list a little bit. Affordable Energy Corp. Governor New Meadowdale Realty Zoma Studio Gallery. New J. Leslie Advertised New Visions Resident Third Lutheran Church. Lutheran Family S. Kentucky School for the Blind. Lot Sweet Surrender Dessert Cafe. Shop Left Parent Food. There we go. Sweet Surrender Dessert Cafe. Um, there would have been a quicker way to find that, but as I say, I was just curious to know uh, what was around. And what I know from this is that I'm in a, an area that has a lot of little shops. It's a fairly densely populated area in terms of businesses and interesting places, and, and that, that's pretty true of the Frankfurt Avenue area. Um, now I'm going to Escape. jump to another part of the country. I'm going to show you some of my user POIs that I have Many saved. Location. Locate, find my PO is dot 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 content found one, leaving menus, user POI manager dialog, list box, Brownsboro Road at Kenilworth Road. Oops, sorry. Event colon read only at roots. File, met, with roots location menu, address, find, find specific POI, find my PO is dot 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 found one, user POI manager dialog, list okay. box, Brownsboro Road at Kenilworth um, Road, travel slash entertain. This is uh, a user POI that I saved here in Louisville. Uh, because it is very close to uh, a restaurant that I like to go to. Now, let's just jump to another city. And 
this time, I think let's take a look at Michigan. I'm going to be visiting Michigan in the, in the ne next couple of weeks, and I think I'd like to take a little bit of a look around the area that I'm going to be. Control F, escape, event, colon, read only, alt S, address lookup, Diab, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan. Okay. Tab, city, colon, edit, combo, zero, item. And I'm going to put in Ann Arbor. A, N, N, space, A, R, D, O, R, tab, number, colon, edit. And I am going to leave the number blank, and I'm going to leave the street blank because I want to go down and, and I'll recognize the street in the D's when I see it. So street And so I know it's not Daniel. I know it's a D E. I'm going through looking for a D E. There we go. Delafield Drive. So I'm going to select that. And I know that that's the general area that I'm going to go. Going to be. Going to make that my current position. And now, I'm going to. Um, let's say that I want to know what kind of school might be in this area because I am considering moving here, and I want to know what I might find and to do some research on for schools for my kids. So let's just take a look at the ways we can search for POIs by category. Control F, find dialog, category, colon, combo box, all one of 19. And I'm just going to arrow down through the categories so that you can see what we have. Alcohol establishment. Alcohol establishment. Bank. Bank. Bonus. Bonus. That's uh, sort of an amorphous mixture. City slash place. A city or place. Emergency service. Emergency service. Fuel. Fuel, government, government service, service hotel, accommodation. hotel accommodation. That would be an important one if I'm visiting this area to see about schools. But medical service, uh, medical service park, beach. park beach, pedestrian, pedestrian. place of worship, place of worship or cemetery, restaurant. restaurant, school. School. There we go. I can look. I can search for. In fact, I will. Building. I building entrance. General education. Higher education, nursery, vocational training, general education. I want general education. Uh, my kids aren't in nursery school and they're not in college, so we're going to look at general education. Enter, found 85. Okay. We have 85 found uh, because it searches within an area, and unless you tell the software otherwise, it just um, searches from closest to farthest out in all directions. Elementary school, DR, 0.26 okay, I know that a quarter of a mile from me is an elementary school, and I could now take it and research it on the internet, or if I wanted to, Enter. Find dialogue. Actions dialogue. I could find it's, I can do a lot of things with it, but I could all, I'm going to go look up its phone number. Now here are, there's a lot of things that we have in the database that shows up in the maps about what this school is. Category, colon, school. Sub dash cat phone colon plus left parent one right parent dash left parent seven hundred thirty four right parent minus nine nine four one nine five eight. Okay, so that just shows you the power of this, of the of a point of interest of just one. I know now where I might call to learn more about the school and also to look it up on the internet and learn a lot more about it. Um, now let's. I'm going to make. Uh, I'm going to go back to my current position and just see what kinds of what kinds of streets and intersections are around this address and what kinds of points of interest are close by. Escape. So I left the details about this point of interest. And uh, I know that I am still at 2000 Delafield Drive. Um, I'm going to turn right. I'm heading north on the right side of Delafield Drive. I'm going to go a block. Uh, 330 feet north, Hilldale Drive, left. Okay. I could turn left onto Hilldale Drive. Or, just out of curiosity, let's just see um, if there is a point of interest coming up after uh, we cross this. Whoops, no sorry. Um, north, Brookside Drive. Okay, Brookside Drive is the next street. Let's just see if there's a point of interest nearby uh, within the next block. Street, okay, Drive. it won't let me forget about crossing the street. I had to 
uh, press a key to do that. Uh, 355 feet north, Manor Drive, right and left until the uh, drive behind. I asked the maps whether there was a point of interest, basically, in this next block, and it told me that there was not. From that, I would gather that, as I thought, this is a residential area. Um, I did not continue. Oop. There is no street across here. Okay. West on the left side of Manor Drive with Delaville Drive left. Okay. I just turned left onto Manor Drive, and I can now go a block. You must cross Oop. this cross Delaville Drive, 473 feet west, Breedfield Street left. Okay. I will turn left on this street. South on the left side of Breedfield Street at Manor Drive. Okay. And now... There is no Oop. street 353 feet south, Brookside Drive, right and left of Greenfield Street, behind. Okay, so we have kind of made a, uh, a, a sort of a square, and from this you can get a little feel for the fact that, that you can um, explore and learn how streets intersect and how they're laid out. And if we were in a highly populated um, business area, an area with a lot of points of interest, we could find out what the next and nearest points of interest were as well. Um, okay, I wonder, um, let, let me just say a little bit about the versions of the software. We're going to do some more examples in a minute, but let me tell you about the versions of the software that, that exist and how people can acquire the software. Um, the software came out in 2011, and our first version was 2011. Um, it provided textual information only. Our 2011.2 version, uh, which is a free upgrade for anybody who has the original 2011 version, has a visual map on the top half of the screen pinpointing where the pedestrian is, where you are, your current location, and um, the map is very customizable for persons with various kinds of low vision uh, conditions. People often um, find that it's it's very individual thing in terms of what color contrasts, what foreground and background, the width of line, what works best for an individual. All of that is customizable. So persons with low vision can see the map, and, and teachers can see the map, as well as hear about it. And then on the bottom half of the screen, we retain the, vis the uh, textual verbal information, the descriptions. Um, we are about to come out with the 2012 version, which has some enhancements that I think Chris will mention uh, in a bit. And that version is probably going to be available for purchase in, I'm guessing, about a month, uh, maybe a little less. Um, after we have the 2012 version out for new users, we will work on the upgrade uh, for the people who want to upgrade to 2012. There will be a fee for that upgrade, but it will not be a, a real high fee. We don't have the price established yet. Um, when the, the product ex itself comes on a flash drive, a 32-gigabyte uh, flash drive, and the, um, oops, I'm sorry, a 16-gigabyte flash drive. Anyway, um, you in, the executable file is on the root of the flash drive. You install the executable, um, and there's a quick start print and braille uh, set of sheets in the 2011 and 2011.2 versions that tell you how to install and uh, take you through the, the initial licensing process of, of the software. You're allowed to use it on three computers at the same time, and that is tracked on the Sendero site. Um, our 2012 version will have the quick start uh, in a little more detailed form on the flash drive itself, so that uh, we didn't we were a little greener and and didn't put as much on paper in the 2012 version. Okay, um, I'd like to release the mic to Chris, and um, perhaps Chris, you might want to add some talk about uh, how people license their software and uh, some other. Um, so the mechanics that that are involved, and then maybe do some examples of your own. Menu bar, Ruth. Menu, file menu. Oh, Switch sorry. Menu, alt tab, leaving menus. The pad price tag, alt tab. The pad price tag, talk training room actions. Mute speakers, alt plus Q. Lock talk key.
Okay. Um, the way that you license your um, your APH talking maps is you when you put the flash drive in, it automatically reads your your username. And if you have internet access, um, it'll prompt you for your username and your password, and you hit login and it automatically licenses the program for you. Um, it'll tell you how many licenses you have and um, then it will um, it'll do that automatically. If you do not have internet access for whatever reason, maybe this machine isn't connected to the internet, there's a, there's a manual process that you would go through to, um, to license your, your product and that um, the software automatically detects that you don't have an internet connection and it, it brings up a dialogue with the uh, license of the computer and that it's installed on. You basically take that and you go to another computer that has a web browser and you go to gosendero.com and you log in with your account and you go to manage PCs and you basically can, in that section will be able to generate your own license. And then you go back to the software with the license that you generated and put it into the license field and hit OK, and it automatically will um, uh, license that PC in, in offline mode. Um, the other thing, I am currently using uh, NVDA with uh, Real or uh, Vocalizer Samantha. So let me turn that up a little bit. And I'm in uh, PC Talking Maps. And I'm going to go to my history and select dialogue combo box 10,620 Kimberly, Kimberly Avenue, Cleveland, 0 0.50 miles. And I can press enter. Actions dialogue. Current position button alt R. Create current F talking PC maps Chris G. Dialogue virtual position odometer 0 feet near SPOI. Near Superman's birthplace heading, north, zero degrees address, 10,620. So it's giving you all that information uh, that's on the screen, and you can tab and shift tab through. Odometer, edit read only, zero feet, detailed intersection, event, edit multi-line read only, at 10,620 Kimberly Ave heading north, 423 feet left to east, 105th Street. 623 feet right to Parkwood Drive. Okay, so if I turn to the right. East on Kimberly Avenue, ahead and behind. And then I can move forward. 622 feet east, Parkwood Drive, right and left in Kimberly Avenue, behind. And then I'm going to turn to the left. North on Parkwood Drive at Kimberly Avenue, left. And then go forward. 317 feet northwest, Elgin Avenue, left. So we are virtually um, exploring around this area. So it's a neighborhood in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, for those Superman fans, it's actually the house where the character was created. So it's just one of those fun facts. But that's where I decided to go. If I hit um, F for my nearby POIs, I can see what's around here. POI find dialog distance searched. 820 feet. PO is Combo Box Good Samaritan Multipurpose Government Slash Service Parkwood DR 67 feet behind Southeast Right Side Collapse Delt P Shield Sync Superman's And if I go and expand the search Found 1601 Maxwell Henry of Glenville New Life Com Church Place of Worship Slash Cemetery Helena Ave 856 feet, Glenville 7th Day Adventist Church, Brightside Franklin Better Living CTR, Government Slash Service, E 105th Street, 898 feet, left, west. I'm going to go to the bottom of the list. Pilgrim Church of Christ, Place of Worship Slash Cemetery, 0 0.28 miles, ahead, northwest. Now, if I wanted to create a route from my current position to this um, POI, I'd press Enter. Actions dialog. And then I would tab to create vehicle route or create pedestrian route. Create vehicle route button Alt V. And press Enter. 
F talking PC maps Chris G. Dialog virtual position. Odometer. Now I can go explore through the route. 457 feet. Waypoint 2. Park. Found POI 5. Whoops. F talking PC. 82 feet. Waypoint 3. Helena. Turn right on Helena Avenue heading west. Destination. 0 0.20 miles behind slight right. Till 538 feet. Waypoint 4. Helena. And E 105th. Turn right on East 105th Street heading north. Destination. 831 feet right. Pilgrim Church of Christ. Cleveland. So if you can tell, it's not going intersection by intersection. It is now traveling turn by turn. And it's giving us the update to our destination. So if I continue to go on through our route, we can't turn left. We can't turn right. We're basically locked to the route that we just created. 999 feet, waypoint 6, Colonial, and E105. Turn left on Colonial Avenue heading west, destination. 251 feet behind slight left, Pilgrim Church of Christ. 464 feet, waypoint 7, Colonial, and E103. Turn left on East 103rd Street heading south, then turn left on Marlowe Avenue. Waypoint 8 heading east, destination, 210 feet, Waypoint 8, E 103rd, and Marlowe. Turn left on Marlowe Avenue heading east, destination, 296 feet left, Pilgrim, 296 feet, arrived near destination Waypoint 9, Pilgrim Church of Christ, Cleveland, Cleveland, Dustin. And now we have... Uh successfully arrived at our, our route, or at our destination. So using the virtual map, we found our position, created a route to it, and followed that route. So we were getting turn-by-turn -turn instructions. Um, one of the, the neat features that um, will be coming in 2012 is the ability to update your maps or download your maps, download the user POIs and all that. And, and I want to show that to you really, really quickly. Right now it's checking for updates. Updates for Chris G. Apex Dialog. Edit multi-line read only. Selected there are no updates available for Chris G. Apex. Okay. It says there are no updates available. And that's fine. So if I tab once, maps list zero USARMF point. I am now in the maps list, and I can scroll up and down. One U two US three U six U seven U eight U nine U Alabama two Alaska two thousand twelve not selected. So now I could select Alaska. Arizona two thousand twelve Arkansas two thousand twelve not select California two thousand twelve not. And I can select California. Now, if I tab off of here, user submitted POS list, America's extra points not selected. Here's a list of all the user submitted POIs that Sendero has created over the years. So if you can, all this is, it's everything's compatible with, you know, the different programs. Australia extra, Canada extra. And then if I tab again, install programs list, Apex. This is where you would go to update your Sendero maps for, or your APH maps or any any of them from uh, 2012 and beyond. It's a list of all the install packages you are, have access to. And then one more time. GTF POS list. And these are Google Transit feeds. And these are POIs that um, were submitted to Google by the uh, Transportation Authority. And we've taken those feeds and generated them into the user POI. So basically they're bus stops. So if you download any of these POIs Arizona Cottonwood Area Transit GTSS not selected. Australia Adelaide Metro GTSS not selected. Okay. So if I hit space bar on any one of these, I could select them and download them. Um, I'm just going to press escape and uh, release the microphone so that if there's any questions or if Terry wanted to uh, make any uh, comments She's well too, but I didn't. I didn't want to download the map, so I'm aborting the 
the uh, the download. Thank you, Chris. Um, as you were talking about and demonstrating a route, uh, you uh, helped, it, I kind of thought of another thing that I wanted to share about roots. Um, the the fact that in 2011.2, as well as in 2012 APH maps, a teacher or orientation mobility instructor, or actually you yourself, anybody, can create a route um, that follows not the directions provided by the software, but the directions that, that you actually explore. And I'd like to just show you um, a little bit about how this works. <coughs> the, you select an item that um, in the roots menu the manual root submenu Enter. Start creating a manual route. I will start creating a manual root and actually you will hear footsteps as a sound effect that tells you that you are creating a manual route as you explore. So let's just see what our current address is. I uh, address colon twenty one forty eight Larkspur Drive. Okay, we are on Larkspur Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. We're facing Larkspur Drive. I'm going to turn right. And northwest on the right side of Larkspur Drive, ahead and behind. And now the turn is a non-moving turn, so I'm now going to walk to the next intersection. Go forward. I've just come to Garden Springs Drive. I'm going to turn left onto Garden Spring. I'm going to turn left. Southwest on the left side of Garden Springs Drive with Larkspur Drive, left and right. I will cross Larkspur because I, I have the software set so that I have to tell it when to cross the street. Drive. I will now go another block. I've come to Tamarack Drive. I'm going to turn left onto Tamarack Drive. On the left side of Tamarack Drive with Garden Springs Drive. And I'm going to walk another block. When it says I'm now on unnamed, that means that um, a little a little piece of Tamarack Drive crosses uh, the. Uh, hang on, I need to. I'm going to replay the last. Uh, the event colon zero point two oh southeast. Now on the name heading southeast at Cypress Drive, left and right, and Tamarack Drive behind. Okay, I'm. Uh, Tamarack Drive, the, the, the little street itself, does cross Cypress, but for whatever reason in the map data, uh, it's considered to not have a name on the other side of Cypress. So I'm going to take a left onto Cypress. On the left side of Cypress Drive with a name and Tamarack Drive. And now I'm going to walk a block. Okay, so I have come basically back to my original location. I am going to go back to my manual roots menu. Menu bar, file, roots. Print root automatic close root control plus F4. Oops, Print automatic map reverse map enter. Start finish manual root. Finish manual root. Enter. Leaving menus. Save as dialog. File name colon edit combo. Zero items. I will save it as Larkspur. L-A-R-K-S-E-U-R. Enter. Arrive near beginning of root waypoint 1. 2148 Larkspur DR Southwest. Now, the, tr the little around-the-block trip that I just took is in the form of a route. And I can review it. I can walk it. Uh, in fact, let's, let's do that. I will go to the first. And you'll notice that this route is now telling us to do exactly what I did in my exploration. On 912 feet, waypoint 3, Larkspur Drive with Garden Springs Drive. Turn left on Garden Springs Drive, heading southwest, then cross Larkspur Drive. On waypoint 4, Larkspur Drive with Garden Springs Drive. Proceed ahead on Garden Springs Drive, heading southwest. 
449 feet, waypoint 5, Garden Springs Drive with Tamarack Drive. Turn left on Tamarack Drive heading southeast. A 0.20B, waypoint 6, unnamed at Cypress Drive and Tamarack Drive. Turn left on Cypress Drive heading northeast. A 288 feet, arrived near destination, waypoint 7, Larkspur Drive and Cypress Drive. Destination, left side. Okay, so I've just re-walked virtually the exploration that I took, only now it's in the form of a route. I could uh, copy this route to my clipboard, I could paste it into another application, I could download it onto a portable device, take it with me, uh, use it as my set of directions. So I just wanted to show you kind of the versatility um, that that we've uh, that Sendero has built in for us uh, to the the way routes can be handled. Um, I would like to to know if anyone has any questions, um, and if anyone would like um, you if you I think everybody in the audience here has a microphone. So as soon as I release the mic, I'd love anybody to ask a question, and if they don't, I'll watch the uh, chat text and feel free to. To type your question if you don't have a mic. Okay, I'm unlocking the mic. Hi, this is David Green. Now, what's the price of the maps, and do they work on, uh, on an iPhone, or does it have to be on your PC? Thank you. Um, we have an introductory price at the moment of $269. It, the introductory price will be going up to $299 fairly soon. Um, we also, um, this is only a PC product. Unfortunately, this product uh, does not work on a Mac or, or on, an I, on an iOS device. However, um, uh, Chris might have some things to add about some other kinds of useful GPS products that do work on iOS devices at this point. So this is David again. Uh, I won't speak much, but uh, I have, I'm required from time to time to go to different towns or, or cities, and uh, I usually get my wife to uh, you know, bring up Google Maps or something, give me a general idea of, of the layout. So from what I'm hearing in this uh, this uh, talk tonight is that I would be able to do that myself, um, copy and paste those directions and, and braille them, or, or put them on a little MP3 player and go with them as, uh, like that. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Yes, hi, Margaret up in Maine. Um, what is the difference, please, between a waypoint and a point of interest? Thank you. A waypoint is a point that you are trying to get to along a uh, route, whether it's manually created or automatically created. Um, a point of interest is something that you might be passing by or you, you, you know, you, you not necessarily want to go to, but it's, it's a landmark. Um, uh, restaurants, shops, those are all points of interest, but they're not necessarily uh, points or waypoints along a route that you're actually trying to get to. This is David Green again. So if I was going to a new city, I have the layout, I have my directions, and I've also, before I left home, I learned where my, uh, where my first business meeting is going to be, and then a block down the street. There's that uh, tasty coffee shop or cake shop, you know, where I can get my fancy piece of cake. So I have the directions. How am I going to know when I get there? Like, uh, when, um, I don't have an iPhone yet. I'm approaching that. But if I had an iPhone and, and a GPS on that, would that direct me to that, uh, to that coffee shop from where my business meetings are taking place? If you had an iPhone with... Uh, GPS, yes, it would. There are a number of uh, GPS accessible uh, apps for iPhones. Um, currently, there's Navigon, which does the, the route turn by turn, and then uh, Sendero has a look around app, which basically does just that. It's a it's an app that tells you your current position, so it'll tell you your nearest address, nearest cross street, and nearest POIs, but it does not create routes. 
So you would need uh, an, another application such as Navigon to create actual routes. Um, the difference really between this maps program and a GPS is that the GPS is live. You can, with with many GPSs, particularly the more high-end accessible GPSs, um, you can explore and do the virtual navigation that you can do on the maps. With uh, some of the iPhone GPSs, um, the virtual navigation varies. That means in terms of what you can do when you're not actually in the location. Uh, but the combination of a maps program like this one and one of the iPhone GPSs could give you the best of, of, of both worlds. And again, I'm not advising anyone to, to particularly go that route, but just sort of outlining the, the differences and similarities between the GPS products and the maps. Does anyone have any other questions before we wind up for tonight? Well, I want to thank all of you for being here tonight, and I uh, want to thank my partner in crime, Chris Grabowski. Uh, you've done a tremendous job, and I appreciate everybody's patience with our technical, uh, my technical issues. I had no idea that my control key would, would suddenly stop working. Um, remember that we will be back on the 11th of October, and from now on, our sessions are going to focus on one aspect or another of the maps, and we're going to do more uh, in-depth instruction on how to use and how to teach that aspect. So um, if, if anyone has anything else to say, please do. Otherwise, have a wonderful night, and thank you all for joining us. And thanks again to Sendero and Accessible Worlds. Uh, APH really appreciates your mutual participation and collaboration in this process. I think this is, I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm sure we all did. But uh, I think this is just wonderful. It's becoming uh, more difficult all the time for us to be roaming, us blind people to be roaming around in the dark, isn't it? These, uh, I think this is really exciting and very beneficial for me, too. Thank you all very much, and have a great evening. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next month. Bye.